Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey everyone, happy Monday. Welcome along to The Attacking Third. I'm Poppy Miller here with Lisa Carlin, Jordan Angeli and Darian Jenkins. How are we doing, girls? The World Cup group oh. stage almost over. Yeah. Exhausted. <laughs> We're waiting for that to, to end. we got one more late night tonight with the United States at 3 a.m. Yeah. Uh, but we're hanging in there. It's... Good. It's been so fun watching all these games, but also it's a lot of games. That's what happens when you now have 32 teams. But, man, this weekend was wild. Crazy. So, some really good matchups and a couple of games that were surprised yeah. too. We've got so much to look back on and also so much to look forward on as we're about to lose half of the teams uh, through the group stages. Only two will advance out of each group and three groups have already been decided. One of those groups, Group A, let's just take a look at the standings because uh, this was an interesting one. Not a good start for Norway who lost on opening day to New Zealand. Despite that though, uh, they ended group play with a dominant 6-0 win over the Philippines. They didn't get through with ease though. Uh, one win, one draw and one loss. Switzerland though through undefeated. Yeah, every team in Group A picking up a, a win and points, which pretty is awesome. pretty impressive to see, especially when you look at the Philippines, a debutante in this World Cup and New Zealand a host nation, but uh, pretty sad for New Zealand to be out um, as, as one of the host nations. It's mm -hmm. the first time a host nation has not made it through to the round of 16. And you mentioned Norway Poppy at the top there. They're number two in the standing so they will advance to play Japan tough competition Ooh, very tough competition so. <laughs> however Norway started very slow and they've started to pick things up and, and gain momentum can they carry that through to the round of 16 it's going to be a very tough ask at the start of the group stages or at the start of the round of 16 the for them against Japan but yeah. they, they How started good strong Japan yeah. been, by the way oh, we're going to get to them uh, here's a look though at group B and the teams that have advanced from that group because it's been decided the host nation uh, with two wins Australia they are through as is Nigeria one of Let's the teams go. of the tournament will join them at Canada's expense island the World Cup debutants finish with just the lone point how about Canada though first of all the reigning Olympic champions that are out in the group stage most people expected them to one at least make it out of the group if not win the group um, their first group stage exit since 2011 
it didn't shock me once we started to see this Canadians team play. I just don't feel like they had it in them to get out of this group, which was ended up being a really tough group. I thought today Australia's mindset, their intensity was teetering on that that edge that you need in these tournaments where it, it's just right. They won every single 50-50. They put Canada in a place where they had to make decisions like this. It, Haley Rasso had an amazing game. I thought Steph Catley was amazing. Mm -hmm. Nice for her to get that penalty kick goal. But the way that Australia faced Canada in that 4-2-4 high press. Yeah. They mitigated the midfield. Canada couldn't play through the lines. It was really smart from Tony Gustafsson. And I think that this Australian squad knew that they had to up it a level, especially not wanting to bring Sam Kerr on, see if they mm -hmm. could rest her a little bit more. All in all, I think that we saw from Australia this morning what we knew that this Australia team could yeah. be. And one of the reasons why everybody has been talking about them potentially being one of the teams of this tournament. Now they're looking really good, aren't they? As is Nigeria. Darian, a team that you picked at the beginning of the competition <laughs> to be somewhat of a dark horse. It feels like they're much more than a dark horse now. Yeah, it's, it's great to see them really coming together. And I think they've improved game to game. Mm -hmm. And you've seen them just soaring with confidence and being much more dangerous in front of goal and really coming together as a back line when we know coming into this tournament as well that they didn't have the same time together as other federations yeah. did. So yeah. the fact that they're doing that and being successful and have made it past this group stage is... I'm super happy for them. It Shout out to all yeah. some of my girlfriends that are on the team. I'm and I super feel like happy. it speaks to Randy Waldrum and what he's mm -hmm. done in investing in this group and giving them some tactical defensive positioning that it matches what now they can do on the offensive end. And we got to mm -hmm. give some love to Ireland because they picked up their first yeah. World Cup yeah. point, yes, getting the draw cool. yeah. with Nigeria. Who would have thought that a draw for them would would knock Canada out? Mm -hmm. Right, there's a lot of question marks there around Canada now not advancing. It's the first time since 2011 that Canada has not made it through to the, the knockout stages. Um, tough, tough showing for Canada. And especially yeah. after they did so well in the W Championship yeah. in qualifying last summer, it, it didn't obviously go to plan for them in New Zealand and Australia in this tournament. Talking of the tournament, let's take a look at Group C because Costa Rica are out, so is Zambia. Spain are through despite their 4-0 loss today, but Japan, the group winners, they've won all three matches, they've scored 11, Yet to even concede a goal, Darian. How yes. good has this team been? That game was so fun to watch. I actually woke <laughs> up and watched that game today. <laughs> that game was crazy. Japan played so well. I think it's the best all-around performance from a team that we've seen where tactically everything lined up for them. Here is the second goal from Miyazawa and just clinical. What a great finish. Um, and that just kind of encapsulates the entire game for them. And here, here's another one. They just couldn't stop putting them away. Each transition, they made it super <laughs> opportunistic. I just and it. they really put the dagger in Spain's defense. They gave them enough space. They gave the this Japan side so much space to actually oh. attack the goal. And nobody stepped up and like, yeah fronted anybody Th so they had it all the time she did a scissor she had four yeah. more touches took a shot like the second defender was finishes. nowhere to nowhere yeah i mean the finishes were immaculate this it was is my so favorite stat from this game besides that spain had 77 percent possession in this game in the first half Japan had three touches in their attacking 18, and they scored three goals wow. on those three touches. That's incredible. That's efficient. Yeah. I think last week I spoke about how Japan sees what the opponent presents them, mm -hmm. and they can answer those questions. 
And this was exactly that. They said, all right, Spain, you want the ball? Mm -hmm. You can be really good. Said bet. Break us down. Break us down. See what you can do. They were so cohesive and with all the number of changes that they had game after game they've rotated players they've been able to rest players but every single player knows their responsibility yes. their role what is asked for them and they do it with such joy and humility that it's hard not to root for them yeah help them going all the way to the final or how how far do we see them going very quickly this japan team I think it's interesting. I don't have them going to the final. Do you? Do you I don't. Do you I don't, but today altered my... Today altered my thought because That's you're right. Scary. I think they were scary. Too, they're scary, and the fact that they were... They were like, bet, Spain, you can have the ball here. Yeah. We'll handle it. So and clever. scored four goals. You could see that game plan well, being applied. That was very the issue much. with Japan coming in is no one was scoring goals. And yeah. they were, they were I think everybody was curious of, okay, you can play beautiful football, but there has to be an end result. And yeah. they found the end result. I think a lot of people are looking at their brackets and thinking, man, I oh, should have oh, oh, bet on Spain. Exactly. <laughs> with Japan, they could actually I mean, Japan. go very far now. They go up against Norway. Mm -hmm. in the first round of 16. They've rotated a lot of their players, nine changes total mm -hmm. so far between first game, second game, and second game to the third match. And now they've got fresh legs. They're headed into this round of 16. They've been able to watch Norway go through ups and downs throughout the yep. group stage in their play. And they can roll out with a game plan. They've just been like a time position, Steady. aren't they? You know yeah. who else is? Colombia. How good have Colombia been? Uh, they're, the they're in a group that will be decided in a couple of days' time. But we've got to talk about Linda Caicedo. Yes. And perhaps oh. the goal of the tournament so far an absolute worldie against Germany wasn't it uh, mm -hmm. I mean what an epic game this was it had so much drama late on but for her to score a goal in this fashion Jordan with everything that she's been through such a special moment. Those touches make mm. me think of just working in your backyard or at the field yeah. all by yourself and you're going around cones and you're touching it outside of the foot, inside, outside shot. And you do that over and over and over again, dreaming that that's the way you score a goal mm -hmm. at the World Cup. I mean, that's she the perfect just dream. Did it at it was the perfect. World Cup. It was but so going into it too, she like stood up, she was reading him, she's like, okay, yeah. okay, da da. It was, it was beautiful. She drew in multiple yeah. defenders and then she was patient. Them. Mm -hmm. Very patient. That was that key on, on it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just repeat. Eighteen years old. Yeah. For how young she is. Columbia Columbia goal of the year. So potentially, yeah. isn't it? Okay, stay with us. We've got so much more to come here on Attacking Third. The U.S. will play in the morning, very early uh, against Portugal. We're going to preview that match next. Stay with us. So the U.S. will advance to the knockouts with a win against Portugal or a draw after their 3-0 win against Vietnam and 1-1 draw against the Netherlands. The Netherlands and Portugal are just within one point of each other heading into the final match day of the group. And Vietnam, they're at the bottom. They've already been eliminated, but still with a chance to play spoiler. So how are the U.S. feeling heading into this final group stage match, Jordan? Do you think they're feeling comfortable with where they're at? No. I think they would feel comfortable if they were in a, a, on two wins. So I think that going into the U.S.'s matches, the way that they lined up with Vietnam, then Netherlands, then Portugal, you always knew that this was going to be an interesting game because you want to start off the tournament strong against Vietnam, get a win, and then you play Viet or you not, then you play Netherlands, and not getting the win there, I think, now puts this game in a situation where they they need to win it's it to feel yeah, yeah to feel confident. So, I you always just were more curious about how they were going to navigate their matches and the way that their matches lined up. I think now puts them in a place where they wouldn't want this game to be win or 
I mean, they could get a draw, but yeah. they're going to want they're going to go into it with a win. But that's kind of how their matches came to be. How do you think Vlatko is going to approach this game, Darian? What are the things that he'll be weighing up? How many changes do you think he'll make to the starting mm. lineup compared to how many you think he should make oh, to the starting lineup? Uh, I was going to say, well, I think he should. Um, <laughs> now, I think we spoke about this earlier. He'll keep it relatively the same. I'm hoping Lynn comes in. I think the front three need to connect a lot more. Um, and yeah, I hope that that's what changes, and then they're for much who? more clinical. Lynn for who? I think for Trinity. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think let Lynn be her physical presence on the pitch is unmatched, and I think she's so good at crossing. She's so good at getting in on the end of crosses and her defensive work as well. Um, yeah, really hoping to see her in, and I'm still gonna ride with. I think Julie needs to go in the six and put Alana Smith or Alana Cook back there, but. I, I don't happening. think he will. Yeah, I don't think he'll change. So you think three changes? And I would want three changes. But you think he's making one? I think he's making one. And who is that? Lynn for Trinity. Oh, okay. You think he will make that? Do you agree, yeah. Lisa? Uh, I want Lynn to get the start. Um, I agree with that. I, I think it'll be Alex, Sophia, and Lynn Williams up top. I, I think with the United States, how they need to attack this mm -hmm. Portuguese side is quick, early, often. That's going to come with the counter press. That's going to come with a lot of off-ball work and yeah. running. Lynn Williams has very right, fresh right legs right now. She has yet to play a minute in this World Cup. She is ready to run. Sophia Smith, Alex Morgan, they're coming off of 90-minute games um, against the Netherlands, which was a very physical match. They're perhaps a little bit more tired, so the fresh legs in the front line is crucial. I think that Rose Lavelle is going to start in the midfield. I think that she needs to start in the midfield, and if anything, you watch the last 10 minutes of the first half against Netherlands and the first 10 minutes of the second half against Netherlands, and that is all the proof that Black Lenanovsky needs that Rose Lavelle deserves a start. I understand she's coming back from injury. She's on minute restriction. Mm -hmm. Give her the first 45 minutes, maybe 60 minutes. She's coming off back-to-back 45-minute -back games. Let's give her 60. Better to start her than to bring her on? I think? think so. I think Something the imp tall. impression that the United States needs to make in the first 15 minutes of this game is that we are ready to attack mm -hmm. and our opposition and jam goals down their throat. Well, what about the substitutions and the game management that he's done so far in this competition? Because does it concern you that whatever lineup that he's going to go with, he's then going to be concerned to make certain subs as the match goes on? Because we saw what he said about Lynn Williams and it's going to take her a few minutes to adjust to the game. So how much will the starting lineup impact how the rest of the game unfolds for the full 90, do you think? It'll be interesting because I think Vlatko's been under a lot more heat than he has been <laughs> ever. And that is... Rightfully so, you're at a World Cup. So I do think he is going to hope that this team, and again, if in, in any of these games, if the U.S. go out and score a number of goals, I think he makes more changes. But I do think there is something to be said about playing the Netherlands and saying this group of players in the second 45 minutes get to play with Rose Lavelle, and what does that help them yeah. in other games later on that then they have that connection with Rose. So I think that... If the U.S. get off to a good start, if they score a lot of goals, there will be a number of changes in the second half. I think he uses but all five subs. How confident are you that they are going to get off to a good start and they're going to set the tempo early and get that early goal, Darian? I think that mentality, like, think about the U.S. This is such a competitive group of players and it's the best of the best. I'm sure hearing this criticism and knowing what's expected of them going into this last group stage game, they're going to come and lay the hammer down. I think that they're going to try to really get some goals in, be super dynamic going forward. We've heard, they've heard all this criticism, and so I know Vladko is probably 
let's freaking do it and let's score yeah. some goals. Mm -hmm. That's the mentality they have. It, it's going to come down to team mentality, though. Mm -hmm. They cannot rely on individual brilliance anymore. That's not going to fly in this game. That's not going to how they're going to advance throughout the knockout rounds. They're not going to make it to the end of the World Cup if that's what they're relying on. It has to be a group effort, all 11 players uh, playing for one common goal. It sounds so cliche, but we didn't see that until 60-plus minutes in the Netherlands match. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll say my one change that I would want to really make. I know we've talked about other players, but I think you start Sofia Huerta as the right back. You mentioned crosses. If you start Lynn Williams, she loves a good cross. Well, you know who else likes crosses? Alex Morgan really loves herself across. She has not scored this tournament. You want her to feel, be feeling confident. And I think against the way that Portugal plays in a 3-5-2 with these wing backs, Sofia Huerta could really do she's a nice, she's great service. Is it the service that's been the problem or has it been the finishing? Because it feels like they're creating so many chances going forward, but it's just the finishing that has been lacking in the last two games. Would that be fair to say? Burned, yes. <laughs> I would but say I, yes. But I, I, I think that the service from the wingers that we're choosing are actually 1v1 wingers. They want, yeah. to draw, they want to create something for themselves as opposed to a player like Sofia Huerta who wants to create a crossing opportunity for someone to score, where I think Rodman and Sophia Smith are dribbling at somebody saying, I'm going to figure out a way to get a shot off. Yeah, or they're getting in line. The crosses are coming from very different areas of the pitch. Yeah. With it's, when it's Sophia and, and Trinity Rodman up top, they're getting in line and trying to cut them back or on the edge of the 18, whereas if it's an outside back, Crystal Dunn, Sophia Huerta, I, I like that shout, Emily Fox, they're going to come from deeper into the field, which is going to create a different angle, which allows for different versatility mm -hmm. in the box for the attackers to get on it. Uh, you mentioned just very quickly all the pressure and everything that's going on in the media. How do you think the camp is behind closed doors? Do you think that this is a happy camp, a unified group heading into this last this last group stage match? I do. I think yeah. that they're they're really this this group is together. You've seen some clip just from following people on yeah. social media and it does seem like there is a lightness about it but I think that's one of the things they've managed so well over the years is figuring out a way to be together so much outside of the pitch and to be able to experience this in a really fun way but then the moment you have to turn the switch they're able to do that and find a result I think that this is the mentality that the U.S. has put on display through these last two World Cups when they have won medals has to be on display here with a, a, a different group of players. It's going to be a big one if they can show that. Megan Rapino saying in media availability that she thought she deserved to play against the Netherlands. She wanted to play. And, and when asked about her mindset in those situations, she said, I cry in the shower. I, I do it alone. And then when I'm out there on training, I'm doing everything to push the players that mm -hmm. I know are going to start and get mm -hmm. 90 minutes. You can imagine it's just so intense. The, the competition within the squad for the, st oh, for the st starting positions. I would hate to be black coat. Can I just say that? I'm glad that I'm not picking the starting lineup. Uh, but while the World Cup is rolling on, so is the NWSL Challenge Cup coming up. After the break, we're going to be joined by OL Reign midfielder Jess Fishlock. Stay with us. And OL Reign and the most cat player to ever play for the Welsh national team, Jess Fishlock, joins us now on Attacking Third. Jess, hi, how are you? Thanks so much for joining us. Hello, uh, good morning from Seattle. I'm good, thank you. We're all over with time zones at the minute. <laughs> yes. Seattle, then in Australia, New Zealand, who knows what time of the day it is. I want to talk about the Challenge Cup, though, because the OL Reign have advanced to the next round, despite being the team that has lost the most amount of players to the World Cup. What does it say about the depth of this group and how is the group doing with so many players missing? 
Yeah, I think obviously it's hard. You know, we've lost a lot of players, a lot of teams have. But I think, you know, Laura has been around this league for a long time and she knows what what the league looks like and what our team needs to look like when we lose kind of these players. And so, yeah, she's she's put a squad together that, you know, will be able to deal with with the girls that we're missing. And I think our depth just kind of shows that she's done that. The roster is great. The girls that come in are great. They work so hard. Um, and they've done a great job. Jess, we played together at Rain, and I feel personally that's where I grew the most in my mentality and in my playing career because playing with you, Pino, Bevienes, Lou Barnes, players that have just created such a great environment. What's been the mentality with these players gone with you leading the team to keep it going and keep it pushing in, in this absence? Yeah, um, first of all, thanks. <laughs> That's really nice. It's really nice to hear from somebody who's been at our club. I think, you know, the message that is sent is not just sent like now or sent two weeks ago. We knew that this was, was going to happen from the beginning of the season, from preseason. And our message has been to everybody within the group from day one of preseason that you will be needed, we will need you. And so, you know, from if you know that as a player from, from day one all the way kind of through, then you do feel valued and you know that every day that you show up that at some point we are, we are going to need everything that you have. Mm -hmm. And in these moments when they know that they kind of have to show up for us um, and, th and they do that. And I think it's just the way that, like I said, it's been ingrained from preseason minute one that this is not just about one player. It's not just about 11 players. We need all 26 or 28 or how many players we've used and how many players we've got with the, you know, international replacement players. Mm -hmm. Everybody here is is valued. And when you feel that way, then you will you will produce when you need to. And I think that that's what we've done so far. Jess, it's evident that you bring that out of your teammates, but you also bring it because you've been um, in the NWSL since its inception and with OL Reign since 2013 and that inception, and you have scored every single year yes. with OL Reign. I know there's a lot to choose from, but which is your favorite goal that you've scored in the NWSL? Oh, um, I think my, my favorite goal is, I think it was 2000. 15 uh, at Memorial Stadium against Sky Blue for the rain. I think it was, um, we were unbeaten basically yeah. for like two years and we were we were losing to Sky Blue at the last home game season. And I scored a header and it, we drew it, um, but it was a late header, like really late in the game, tied the game up, kept our unbeaten streak for two years. And it was just, uh, it was a sensational game. My family were over uh, for the oh. first time. Um, it was absolutely lashing it down with rain, which is <laughs> my favorite kind of. Uh, I bet, yeah. 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 So, um, so that's my my favorite kind of goal in 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 terms of what it meant. I've scored a few bangers, but um, oh, for sure, I, that's so special. Just, and and with all these goals come incredible celebrations. Which one is your most legendary <laughs> yeah, celebration? Let's go. Uh, you know, I think for a long time, I just used to do like a little old fish, uh, fish pump, they used to call it. I think that was my, my kind of go-to, but it's changed now. I think it's, they've got more fans, so 
we just kind of roll with it. I did a couple of dances for my nephews. They wanted to, they used to send over dances for celebrations. So, you know, they're, they're all kind of fun. Is that how the infamous chicken dance came about? Was that for your nephews? Uh, you know what? I wish, I, wish, I wish it was, but no, that was actually a inside joke with, with me and Z. It, it, apparently, I dance like that. That was the whole thing. He said to me, oh, you know wow. when you're happy, you actually just dance like that. And I was like, no, I don't. Oh my gosh. So kind of Look who's dancing stuff. now, right? Celebrating. I was on that call and I loved that winner, winner, chicken dinner, a little celebration. This team also has a lot of fun, Jess. And you can, we're seeing you smile here. You're also showing up to training in what looks like a pretty fly outfit. Your guys', is, yeah, yeah. Your guys is entrance at home games is, has been one of the things that really has stood out in NWSL over these last couple of years. These, um, introductions to the team as they come in, the walk-ins. You guys have some good style. Who do you think tops it on your team with the best style on game day? Yeah. Look, I'm going to have to go with, with my wife, Izzy. I think she, she just she yeah. kills the game all the time. But we have, obviously, Pino, and we have Soph and, and Lulu. Elise Bennett sometimes throws it down. Um, we have a lot of players that have a very kind of unique style. And I think even Rose, honestly, Rose sometimes. Mm. Oh, I love the way it's like this, this different, very, very different style. I think that's what I love about our team the most is that they're just so individual. They're mm -hmm. so unique. They stick to who they are with what their style is. Yeah. Um, and it ranges. I mean, it, it, you know, our range of style is. <laughs> is, is um, so, yeah, I love that. I love that for them. Yeah. Poppy introduced you as the most capped player in Wales history. You have recently, you did not play in the game, but Wales recently played the U.S. women's national team. So I'm going back to the World Cup. I'm going back to this U.S. team. You know a lot of the players on the U.S. team, but I want to talk about from your perspective. As a team playing in the U.S. right now, what is the perception of this U.S. team? And, and what do you feel like they need to do better in order to find results here going into a really important game, not only tonight, but also in the knockout rounds, potentially? Yeah, I think, you know, when, when we were playing them, I'll just talk from, like, Wales' perspective of mm -hmm. how we were kind of to play them. I think, obviously, you know that they have great players and so that can be a little bit kind of um intimidating at times um but you know that also they they do have a couple of weaknesses and they struggle in their kind of mid to final third um play and how to really create you know big goal scoring opportunities as opposed to yes they can score and they have individual talents that can score but for me they're just they're really kind of missing right now the the team cohesion between like mid to final third yeah. and mm -hmm. i think as our group like we are we knew that so then just being kind of well we thought that i don't think <laughs> um and so you know just being super disciplined and compact and having good structure you can always you you'll make that even more difficult and i feel like um you know i feel like that was pretty evident with the Netherlands too. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, once 
you know, the USA is still a very new team. And so it's always kind of the last thing that comes when you put a new team together right. is that mid to final third real intensity and execution. And I think once that clicks, I think the USA will just be a level above, but it's just, you know, will that click and when will that click? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no doubt they've got all the talent. Just very quickly before we let you go, Jess, pick to win the whole thing. Ooh. Are you going with the US? I, I am. Yeah, <laughs> repeat. I love they, it. They were, my, they were my pick at the very beginning, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with them. Okay, if you, nice. If you didn't pick that, I think Megan Rapino would have <laughs> yeah, something. I was about to say. She'd hold that against you, I wouldn't know. she? <laughs> I know. I'd have, I'd have to be moving back to Wales if I didn't say that. So, <laughs> uh, How about your game this weekend, Jess, uh, against the Portland Thorns? What can we expect Ooh. in that game? A massive matchup coming up for you guys. Yeah, I think... It's, it's, you know, the games against Portland are always, are always tasty. Um, I think they obviously have just come off a loss as well. And, and we've kind of guaranteed our spot into the next round of the Challenge Cup. So I think it'll, it'll be interesting for them. They, you know, they want to get back to, to winning ways. Um, for us, we, we want to get top seed so we can host the semi. So, you know, I think it'll be... I do think there'll be an extra bite to this. Um, and I, you know, <laughs> always, it's, always, it's, right? always. It always is. I think you'll see goals. I do. Um, but, you know, in the, in the same in the same breath, you know, we, we don't want to get any injuries. We we want to make sure that we're ready for when the regular season starts back up. We have KC the week after that. Um, and with all our players gone, we can't do an awful lot of rotation that we have been doing for the for the beginning of the of the year so you know we'll go to win obviously um we we never go to do anything less so it'll be and it's portland so you know Laura a rotation out the window anyway when it comes <laughs> we love a cascadia rivalry especially when there's even more on the yes. line just best of luck this weekend thanks so much for joining us on attacking third Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Jess. Bye, Jess. We have still got tons more to come. Stay with us after the break. We're looking ahead at what is to come. We'll be right back after this short break. Don't move. Hey, welcome back to Attacking Third. Here's a look at Tuesday's morning's matches in Group E. Portugal against the US. Bright and early 3 a.m. kickoff on Fox. The US will advance with a win or a draw. The other game in that group, Vietnam taking on the Netherlands. Then in Group D, it's China against England. Just a point will be enough for England to go through. Haiti will take on Denmark in the other match in that group. And then on Wednesday, this is a look at the matches that's coming up. Sweden against Argentina on Fox, South Africa against Italy, that all in Group G. And then in Group F, Jamaica taking on Brazil and Panama against the top of the group, France. So in Group D, England, they're in prime position to advance. No Kira Walsh, though. Great news that it doesn't look like an ACL injury. However, we're not sure if she'll feature for the rest of the World Cup. Do you see England getting through, Lisa? And if so, who will be the, the other team to join them, do you think? England only needs a, a draw or a win to get through over China. Yes, I see them, Poppy, Phew. advancing. Deep okay. breath for you yeah. here. But Three. without midfielder Kira Walsh for this English squad is a big loss. We saw her go down in the
the last match for the Lionesses, and they they lost a lot of their rhythm in the midfield. They looked a bit disjointed. They had a hard time bringing the ball from their back line to their front line and, and gaining tempo of the game without Walsh on the pitch. So that's going to be a big question mark around England. And then you look at Denmark and China. Uh, Denmark getting that 1-0 win over China as they go into play against Haiti. Denmark has a chance to break through. And they stayed strong in that match mm -hmm. against China, coming down to the 89th minute where they end up getting it. One attempt on target for Denmark. And that's the goal as it happens. They have a, a goal line save on a Wang Shuang set piece opportunity for China. So this group has been really tight, but I, I do see England going through and then Denmark getting the win over Haiti. And then on a Wednesday morning, Sweden are through, but who is going to join them feels like the massive question mark, Jordan. Uh, Italy and South Africa will play. Who do you think advances with Sweden? It's a good question. I think we finally saw the, uh, the Swedish team that we thought we were going to see. So a very convincing win from them, a lot focused on the set pieces. But when you go into the other teams of this group, I, I, I think you're, there's a, a chance for Italy. There's a chance for South Africa. Whichever team has the best defensive shape, I think, is, is what we're going to see in this next game. Can those two teams show each other um, like going forward, I, I'm not worried. I think Italy actually in that game against Sweden for the first 25 minutes looked like they could have gotten a goal or even gotten the lead and challenged Sweden in that way. So who is going to go through? It's wild because this this group itself is so open. Um, I'll, it, go it, I'll go Italy. Italy only needs a draw go to advance. That's go the kicker for me. I, I'm going with Italy as well in this group. Yeah, That's it. You agree? Diane? I agree. All right, then. Uh, in Group F, that wraps up on Wednesday as well. This group is absolutely wide open. Uh, three teams that could advance in this group. Uh, France will play bottom of the group. Panama, who are out. But then Jamaica and Brazil will meet. And it feels like... I I'm not even sure. Who do you think goes through? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I want them both to go through. Um, I'm, I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for Jamaica. I, I, I am. I'm going to say Rebecca it. Okay, girls. Yeah, go on. And having a bunny back, I think, mm -hmm. is going to be great for them. Uh, it's going to be a really good game. Both really creative going forward, dynamic, both really trying to prove something. And I think we're going to see some goals. It's going to be a fun game to watch, yeah. but I'm going to I'm going to ride with Jamaica. They've really impressed me this World Cup campaign because let's not forget everything that they, uh, it feels like a lot of teams had a lot of struggles just to even get to this point. But Jamaica in particular, with everything that they've gone through with yes. the federation and all the fighting they've had to do just to get to the World Cup for them to even advance out of the group, Jordan, feels like a massive accomplishment, doesn't it? Oh, it, if they would advance out of the group, it would be. It would It'd be, be historic. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Just them getting the win. You saw what that meant to them in the, in the tears and the joy of getting their first World Cup victories. I think for Jamaica, it's going to be a really big test against Brazil. This is a different opponent than they've seen yet, I think, in some of their play. So, um, I'm looking at Drew Spence centrally. She has been so good for them. The tempo maker in the midfield, you see her there celebrating. Uh, <laughs> this is an English-born player who just switched over and played with to, to play with this Jamaican squad. And she has add, added stability for them centrally that I think they were lacking for a long time. But she's going to be going up against Caroline, Ari Borges, Adriana. Tabinia. Tabinia. <laughs> The organization that she's going to have to have is going to be up another level because this Brazilian squad, we have seen them 
pick apart teams. Even against France, they had their way in, in moments where they could just find that space between the lines where you don't think there's any space. Yeah. And here comes a little Brazilian flair. So it's going to be a tough task for Jamaica. I don't think they make it through. I think Brazil wins, and it's France and Brazil out of this group. My CONCACAF heart wants Jamaica to go through. I do. I think that would be very cool to see them make history, go through to the, the knockout stages. But Brazil is a very talented squad. Jamaica does get Bunny Shaw back. That will elevate them, give them a massive aerial presence, mm -hmm. give them a bit of more dynamicism moving forward in the attack, more options and versatility. However, Brazil is a side that we've seen pull teams out and then quickly move in transition, get in behind the back line and punish teams, punish teams with a few opportunities, a few chances on goal. And Brazil has been able to come out on top of a few of those. I'm going with Brazil. Brazil have been really impressive. I think you forget who is on that team as well sometimes, even when we were talking about Marta and everything that she's done in the build up to the World Cup and all the World Cups that she's played in. I mean, I've mm -hmm. even lost count of how many she's played in. But it feels like it'd be a storytell finish for her in particular if this yeah. team is yeah, to get through. So oh. you, are you on Brazil as well? I think I'm going with Brazil. Yeah. I think I, I've been sold by these two. <laughs> yeah, but I think it'll be I, that for me. That is the most exciting group now to watch moving yeah. forward. Oh, yeah. yes, and, for and sure. This last match. And they day. have been exciting with France and yeah. what they've been able to do, and yeah. all these teams picking up points and seeing Brazil really come to life throughout this tournament. Yeah, it's yeah. been fun. And I think Jamaica, the way that Jamaica has played, has allowed this group to be very interesting. Going in, knowing CONCACAF like we do so well, having called a lot of those games, we knew that Jamaica could make a run, could push these two teams. But it all depends on that first game. And if that game, if they, if they lose to France in that first game, it, it's so different. But no, it was such a decisive performance for them that I yeah. feel like they've now made it so interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but the Brazilian... I don't even think we talk about Dabinia's touch on her goal oh, against no. it, it was an accident. It was so great. Oh, no, it wasn't an accident. The pass was an oh, accident. Oh, yeah, it was a From shot. Borges, yeah. It was a shot. Yeah, it gets deflected, and yeah. Dabinia makes her oh, way into space, so the right good. place, right time, a little side heel, and then cheeky finish. Yeah. What a group that's been. So France in the top spot, but who? let's see who advances uh, out of that group come the final match day in the group stage. Stay with us though. Sandra Herrera is going to join us after the break to talk everything NWSL and to give her thoughts on the US women's national team. Hey, welcome back to Attacking Third. Here's a look at the weekend results in the NWSL Challenge Cup. Now only one match day to play. North Carolina continued their dominance 5-0, the final score over the Pride. Louisville lost their first match of the Challenge Cup to the Dash 1-0. Uh, the Rain beat the Wave 1-0. 0-0 between the Red Stars and the KC Curran and Angel City with a 2-1 win over the Portland Thorns. And for more on this, our very own Sandra Herrera joins us now. Uh, the Washington Spirit, Sandra, was thrashed by the North Carolina Courage and then they made up for it with a big 4-2 win this past weekend. It feels difficult to weigh up where they're at right now, doesn't it? Look, response, response, response. <laughs> That's what you want to see after you get your butt whipped, essentially. And look, the Challenge Cup is a good place to do that. It's kind of become this place where teams can maybe find a little bit of a turnaround for themselves, whether it's a morale booster or just a boost in form. And look, it didn't come easily. It, took, it came by way of a very, very lengthy weather delay that affected the game as well. Got them going up very, very early in this match, and it almost sort of felt like it was on the path to be another dreaded result. 
but sometimes a reset is helpful, and I think that's what came in clutch for this team. Chloe Ricketts coming up with a big goal in this one. She becomes the youngest NWSL player to score. Sandra, we've seen Ricketts throughout the regular season, but get more and more minutes now in the Challenge Cup under Mark Parsons. How have you seen Ricketts' game evolve? Look, I think it's just part of the, the, the plan, I think, at this point. And she's part of the narrative as well. There's This is not the, the only teenager who's making a name for themselves in this league. But Chloe Ricketts has been part of Gotham's, I think, or excuse me, the Spirit's bigger picture at this point. And Mark Parsons isn't a stranger to navigating the, the role of coach of a young teenage player trying to make and break through in a starting 11. But these are the games that we knew that Chloe Ricketts was going to be a part of and try to go ahead and make an impact. Yes, she has had some regular season minutes under her belt, but Challenge Cup is a unique opportunity for this player to not only see how she fits in within the system, but what she can bring to this team when all of those other big names are away. Let's go a little bit south, Sandra, because North Carolina Courage have <laughs> scored 11 goals in their last two games, given up zero. This has been a transformational year for this team under Sean Nahas. How has the system allowed them to continue to be this effective with all these changes during this World Cup break and the Challenge Cup? Look, I think there needs to be more conversation about the fact that they're just a well-coached team at this point. Uh, I think Sean Ahas is making a very early case for coach of the year with this squad because we're not just talking about picking up results and picking up wins because now they're picking up those wins with big, big score lines and doing so in the Challenge Cup, again, while they are missing several key starters on their team. And look, to go from one week to another and still provide this type of score line is beyond impressive. I think it's a little bit more of standard, I think, for this team, which is maybe not something that we were anticipating talking about this Courage side, is they've got this kind of new core of players that they're trying to build with moving forward. So I don't know if any of us were anticipating uh, getting a chance to take a look at this team and see them make the run that they're making right now. I would say that they're maybe even ahead of schedule, but a part of that comes into the into the fact with the game planning, game management, and coaching, and the players uh -huh. to buy into all that. I completely agree, and we have to talk <laughs> about Brianna Pinto's goal. That's been the goal of the NWSL season for me. Um, Sandra, how do you feel watching this OL rain and wave game, Boats coming in and getting her sixth goal of the season, especially with them missing so many big hitters? Boats. Well, yeah, that's her nickname. <laughs> yeah, yep. Missing yeah, so many no, big hitters. You got to show some love to the nickname, show some love to, to, to Boats. Look, and it's great to see that she can do it with her feet as well, right? Headers FC mm -hmm. is the other nickname for OL Reign. <laughs> They've been racking up all these goals by way of headers. But this one coming in the form, gets the run of play in the form of a penalty kick. And look, you want to see that, I think, from this player, someone who has spent some time with this Reign franchise for a little bit and has kind of had to play this role alongside other big names on this team. But when those players are away, how they can step up. And, and those are some real pressure cooker type of moments. So to see that she can get it done when this 
group has sometimes struggled to capitalize on all of those opportunities in the final third and it only comes this way in a penalty kick, it's good to know that this is a player that is ready to step up and take that challenge on. Mm -hmm. Well, from one team that is having no problem capitalizing in the final third to another that hopes that they'll have no problem at the U.S. Women's National Team against Portugal. Sandra, what are you thinking? How are you feeling ahead of this match? What do you want to see in terms of the approach and the personnel from uh, Flatco? Look, I'll be frank. I'm I'm feeling good. I think there should be a lot more folks out there who should feel a little bit more confident about this United States women's national team. We've been speaking about this since before this World Cup even began. It's just before we made our uh, arrival to Golasso Network. We've been talking about how this World Cup was going to be the most exciting World Cup of our present day. And it is absolutely delivering. And it's delivering also in the sense that the field of teams is really producing some exciting results. We're getting upsets. We're getting, you know, results that we maybe expected in, in some capacity, but it's a good mix across the board. And I think for this United States team, the fact that they're navigating their group stage and they're essentially getting the job done might come off a little lackluster to some folks who want to see that big definitive scoreline statement type of a game. I don't know if they're going to get that in against this Portugal side because they too are playing to exit the group. They want to continue to make history, but I do think they will rise to the occasion. The United States kind of thrives a little bit in pressure sometimes that we've seen. So I'm looking for these players to get on out there Hopefully, Blacko makes some substitutions, and we'll get to see this team get their win. We're hoping for some subs off the bench, but I want to know from you, starting lineup, any changes for Blacko and Anofsky in this game? If we see it, I think it's going to be Lavelle. I think it's going to be Rose Lavelle one. for the first time, finally getting her first start in this tournament. I don't see much more. I think if he went game one and game two with a similar lineup, I wouldn't be surprised if we see something similar in game three. If we do see a major shakeup, it will be that, f that first start for her. Sandra, we can't go through this whole show without talking to you about Linda Caicedo. Your Columbia team just doing so well. <laughs> this is your dark horse. Um, who's top of the list? I know she has a team right now, but we, how are we going to get her to NWSL? Because this needs to happen. Jordan. <laughs> I'm, I'm moving my fingers. It's, 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 it's the money. But look, I'm, I'm with you. Thank you for, for giving me the opportunity to show this player some love. Uh, what a wonderful game for her to introduce herself to the world, really, and with such an upset against Germany. Look, we're, we can't see her in NWSL right now. She just signed a pretty cool deal with Real Madrid. Yeah. So we'll have to figure out a way to make sure we can watch her in Europe, probably through Champions League. Oh, that would be nice, won't it? It's mm. easy to forget how young she is as well. Uh, Sandra, very quick prediction from you, just a scoreline for the U.S.-Portugal game. Definitive win, 3-0. Let's nice. go. Oh, Sandra said it then. Okay, that's it for us on Attacking Third. We'll see you on Wednesday with all of the reactions. Enjoy your day, everyone. We'll see you soon.